0: Here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. Welcome to the Gambling with Gold podcast. My name is Jason Gold. And as always, I am joined by my buddy from the Action Network, Dan Titus. Dan, we got a Super Bowl in our hands. Not who we thought was going to make it. We have the Bengals facing off against the Rams in Super Bowl Fifty Six next Sunday. Are you excited for that matchup?
1: Uh, not as excited as I would be for other teams playing in it. But you know what? We we talked about it. I think it was the the divisional round. We were talking about the possibility of the Bengals and the and the Rams actually making it here and. Lo and behold, man! They actually made it, man. I think it was like what plus f- five fifty, I think, to uh, yeah, to, for that to actually happen. And uh, man, I wish I bet it because uh, we we be feeling pretty great right now. But um, all the well, I mean, I, I'm really excited because I mean, Joe Burrows looked great, and the, the the Bengals story is awesome. I think it's good for the NFL get a little bit more parity. Uh, we've seen the Chiefs a lot, so I think it's cool to get some new young bloods in there. And then Stafford, for how as long as he's played in the ODB story or ODB OBJ story and uh, Von Miller potentially get another one. I think it's cool. And so, uh and got to give respect to Aaron Donald. Definitely deserves a ring at this point for how, how good his career has been. So, yeah, pretty excited for the matchup, all things considered.
0: I think it is a really good matchup. It's better for me than seeing Kansas City and San Francisco run it back. I am a right. little disappointed that we don't get the Chiefs, but it is some new young blood. It should be an interesting matchup. Uh, we'll get to all the uh, gambling stories in a second. Meanwhile, since the last time that we talked, the entire NFL, completely different. Tom Brady, tire. The Washington oh. football team is now the Washington Commanders, a.k.a. the Commies, a.k.a. a very <laughs> weird name for you to choose. Just say you're uh, in Washington, I, D.C., and they we're yeah. going to be called the Commies. Maybe maybe we didn't think about that one too much. Dude,
1: they had two years to come up with a better name than the com- the common. Like, what are you yeah, exactly. doing?
0: You can't, get, you can't get Commanders out of your head. Now Commies is stuck in my head. You have What's Commies stuck in my know.
1: head. Like, I just want to call them the Commies. <laughs> Like, Commanders, like, what is this, an old naval ship? Like, I, I don't get it. Like, there are so many other, like, uh there's so many other pieces of history that they could have drawn from for this, and they should have just kept this football team, honestly. That was a way better name for it. I was getting, I think everyone was getting used to it, to be honest. Now they just do this. Like, it's whatever. Uh, at this point, I feel like most Washington fans are pretty much out on Washington, regardless of what their name is. As long as Dan Snyder's there, like, ain't shit changing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, A couple of thoughts on that really quickly. One, they stole their actual commander's logo directly from the challenge MTV. I peep, I peep exactly, that.
1: I peeped that.
0: It looks exactly <laughs> like the same. Only true
1: MTV old heads would know that they stole that from the challenge. So respect it's to crazy. that call out.
0: <laughs> crazy. Uh, One, their their red jersey actually looks good. Their white jersey looks like the Diamondbacks. And their black jersey with a dumb W on the front of the helmet. <laughs> the
1: fuck? You, you think I didn't like I'm it on honestly, the helmet. The jersey looked yeah. all right. The jersey colorway oh, was cool, it. but like, but I didn't like the overall. Man, it was just an L. Like whoever their design team is, they should probably be let go. Like it was just a disaster, horrible marketing point. And then the whole thing got squandered by like some yeah. stealth a helicopter. helicopter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable! What Washington? at least i mean they did this whole <laughs> rebrand so that they would get a stadium built in uh dc which looks like it's right. gonna happen now the mayor came out, and was like yeah. yeah now we'll give you funding so i don't know good for them good job dan yeah. snyder you're uh yeah you <laughs> finally gave in after 15 years for about right. 500 million dollars stealing away from poor people who are paying taxes great job buddy
1: Dude, um that that's sta- that stadium was actually i used to work there actually uh back oh, way yeah? way way back then and uh it was always a solid team in terms ser- – it was always a solid environment in terms of, like, the atmosphere, like FedEx Field. But, like, getting there was just always a bitch. And the, the traffic, it was an awful spot. So, I mean, at least they're moving more centrally located in D.C. there. But, yeah, overall, I don't think people are going to miss trekking out to uh, Landover, Maryland for a a, a a a Commander's game. I keep to say commies, man. It's still stuck <laughs> yeah. in the head.
0: Love <laughs> it. Uh, let's see what else happened uh brian flores is trying to take down the nfl for justifiable reasons uh jim harbaugh was about to be in the nfl and then decided he wanted (laughs) to go back to michigan (laughs) went with his his tail in between his legs back to michigan i didn't get the viking job i'm sorry i'll stay here until you kick me out uh (laughs) looks like they're gonna hire the rams oc brian dayball's in new york uh i don't know there's a lot of stuff happening i got Let's talk about the Brady thing after I go through some, uh, champions round stuff, lead off there. And then we'll talk about the super bowl a little bit. Um, speaking of Tom Brady, we're doing a Twitter spaces, retirement party on Friday for Tom Brady. We're going to give away a Tom Brady Buccaneers signed helmet. It's our biggest giveaway of the year. Uh, it also costs us the most amount of money to acquire. So hopefully everybody (laughs) comes and wants to come get it. um, Go to our Instagram and Twitter for more information on that, but 1130 a.m. Pacific on Twitter Spaces. Come with your best Brady stories, why you hated him, why you loved him, how much money did it cost you gambling, how much money did you win gambling on him, uh, all that sort of stuff. We'll talk about it. So Twitter Spaces is 1130 a.m. Uh, Pacific on Friday. We are also giving away Justin Herbert signed helmet. That is for our seven states contest. For the Senior Bowl, uh, we have Dan Turner and Steph Smalls, who are down there right now. They're giving away a bunch of items, but we have another one for the seven stakes to go answer those seven questions. If you finish in first place, you'll get the Justin Herbert signed helmet. And then we're giving away a Debo Samuel signed Jersey for the pro bowl seven stakes. So only one, you got to finish in first place, but go ahead check those out on the champions round app and yeah, finish in first place, win some six stuff per usual and wait for next week because we have three super bowl, seven stakes, two for the actual game, one for the halftime show. And we are giving away, we are emptying the vault. I keep saying that we're emptying the vault. We're actually emptying the goddamn vault. Everything that we got in the bag, uh, except for a Patrick Mahomes helmet that we're going to save for the NFL draft. But Ooh. otherwise, a lot of uh, really sick stuff. So go check out everything in Champions Run. Uh, all right, let's talk about Tom Brady a little bit. Guy retired on Tuesday after Adam Schefter reported, I guess that was on <laughs> Saturday, that uh, he was going to retire.
1: Another PR nightmare.
0: <laughs> the entire world said no, no, no. He hasn't said anything. Okay, well, Shifter clearly knew something. Uh, he didn't take the L on that one. He got the dub. Tom Brady officially retired, left the Patriots out of his entire retirement speech or whatever he put on Instagram. Very interesting. I thought he was gonna go to New England and go uh, you know, do a little retirement speech, maybe a little one day deal, a little press conference. No, nope. no, nope. see ya. Instagram. Uh, I'm, I'm on the first plane. To Costa Rica, I'm gonna go party out there for a couple months with Giselle. I don't care about my kids being in school. We're gonna go have a good time. Uh, fuck Boston. Basically, I, I mean, I think that he, in his mind, he's like he already said goodbye two years ago. Why does he have to do it again? But yeah, it is gonna it is gonna be really weird to have the NFL without Tom Brady in it. And he goes out, you know, number one passer in the league, most touchdowns. I think they're gonna rig this MVP now to somehow give it to Brady, which is gonna cost me a lot of money. I guess, yeah, <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. You got any good uh, Brady stories or anything that you want to say before we move over to the Super Bowl?
1: <laughs> good Brady stories, not really. Um, as an Eagles fan, I think he's he's been probably one of the most annoying quarterbacks ever in history. But like now that like he's out of he was he left New England and he won in Tampa Bay. I think i found a newfound respect for him um I, he's the he's the goat i mean I, I'm, I'm okay with admitting it now he has like almost every record you could imagine for the postseason he has like every quarterback record at this point so um just a great career for a guy that went you know in the last round um i, I i'm i hate to see him go to some degree like he's like he was around for literally all of like you know what I remember for the the golden era of football for me um it's a I mean but this is a new era and I I think we're we're ushering in a new a new regime of quarterbacks here which I'm really excited about so I I can't say that like I have better things to say probably about Brady than I do Roethlisberger like no one even cares the fact that he retired anymore which is kind of funny that he just dunked on his retirement but yeah um and even Drew Brees, like, I was – I was like, ah, uh, Drew Brees was – like, he was a very good quarterback, but, like, he didn't have the impact nearly as uh, Tom Brady. And, like, I don't know, I think people are going to look back and as much as they hated the Patriots, they're going to realize how great they really were um, and just how much he impacted the game. But uh, he also changed the game. The game got a lot soft under Brady, a lot softer under Brady, a lot of bullshit, you know, a lot of bad calls over the years. But uh, ultimately, you can't knock the guy. He's got seven chips, so – um Eagles beat him once so we're good we, we made peace
0: I uh I felt very weird about it to be honest with you the guy started playing quarterback in the NFL when I was 10 so it's crazy basically yeah basically like my entire life he's been part of my life part of things that have been going on yeah. uh so when I heard Saturday I was driving back from somewhere and I, I was like damn kind of sucks I I had my moments where I hated Brady I had my moments where I loved Brady Uh, that 28 to three Falcons comeback, I bet it back the entire way. So, I mean, that was like, one of my my best gambling wins ever. Uh, yeah. My mom fucking hates him. Like literally wants to kill him. Uh, so that's always a fun dynamic. Whenever the, whenever his teams are in the super bowl, I get a great text from my mom. Fucking Brady again. God damn it. So that's, uh, I'll, I'll miss that. I'll miss getting that text. Uh, so whatever. I hope that, I don't think he's going to be out of our lives completely. I assume that he'll be around. Nah, and he kind of feels like
1: he's going to have like one of those Kobe type uh, second careers where he'll get into media. He'll have yeah. some other ventures going on. Like he ain't going nowhere. Um, hopefully he's a little less annoying than Peyton Manning has been in his <laughs> retirement. Uh, and he's a little bit cooler than Peyton Manning too. So like, and he's got a different kind of swag about him. So I feel like Tom, I feel like Tom's going to be cool. Um, once we get to see more about his, his life and how he's kind of, just been because he's kind of been kind of an enigma right like he's always been very private about most of his business and his handling so i'm excited to kind of see the way kobe opened up after he retired i'm mm-hmm. expecting to see the same out of tom
0: yeah it'll be uh great and i think that he did the first step with man in the arena which if you haven't watched is actually pretty detailed and really uh enjoyable watch at least to me it was yeah um all right super bowl 56 we got it. joe burrow has a chance to win the heisman win a national championship and win a super bowl in about twenty-eight months, something like that.
1: Unreal, uh, man. Unreal journey.
0: I, I still am a little perplexed at how the Chiefs gave up that lead. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, up twenty-one to three. Thought that was in the bag. Kind of quit on the game a little bit. Um, and the Bengals just keep doing it. Just stick around. Which I, I get this is. I think this is going to be our Burrow thing for the next fifteen years. Guy seems like he's just a winner. Just puts himself in the right spots to always be in the game. It's a little Brady-esque. Um, so it'll be interesting. I I can't imagine that this game between the Rams and the Bengals is going to get too far out of hand. Uh, so this line opened at minus 3.5 to the Rams. Now at 4.5, all sharp movement. Uh, people that think that this is a public. The public might be on the Rams, but when you're not catching any, uh, any action on the other side, once you move past 4 to 4.5, this is sharp. So the Rams have been on... The Sharps have been on the Ram for a lot of the season. They were betting them preseason. They were betting them during the season when they were on that losing streak. They bet them when they got to the playoffs. They've been on them every single game in the playoffs. So no surprise that the Sharps are really loving the Rams, especially since they have quote unquote home field advantage in this game. The total opened at 50 now at 48. That's definitely a sharp action too. Um action network says that 56% of the bets, 76% of the money is on the Rams at four and a half in the total it's come down from 50 to 48 and a half, 51% of the bets. 86% of the money is on the under there. Uh, looks like this under probably going to keep going down. Hasn't felt much resistance in the market yet. Yeah. Could see this at 47 and a half, 47 by the time that we reach Super Bowl Sunday. Don't think this Rams line is really going to get past five here. My, I'm guessing it's probably going to settle around four. People are going to bet into this four and a half number for sure. Uh, What's your initial take on this matchup and which side are you kind of leaning to early on?
1: Yeah, I think it sounds it sounds pretty square right now, but um, I think this is this is an advantage to the Rams, mainly their defensive line that I think that their defensive line can get to can get to Joe Burrow. The way that we thought the Chiefs might, you know, it's really weird how the Titans had so much success, you know, in sacking him nine times and then you see the Chiefs like barely even touch him. I think it was a testament to Joe Burrow's mobility in the pocket. Like, man, this dude was just escaping so many, so many what could have been um, sacks or or losses for yards. And, um, but I don't know. There's something about the energy that's that's riding with the Rams. I don't, I don't really put much stock into the home field advantage, really. It's going to be a a bunch of corporate suits, to be honest, really making up much of that crowd anyway. And uh, we saw how well the San Francisco 49ers traveled there. I mean, that was pretty much a home game for them. And yep. if Jimmy Garoppolo had any competence, you know, he he probably could have engineered a drive there. But you know, I, I think that this is going to be the best team that the Cincinnati Bengals have faced all playoffs, and they've been they've been great, man. They're three and zero against the spread. Um, interesting trend that I found was that in the previous fifty five Super Bowls, the outright winner also was forty six six and three against the spread. It's a cover rate of eighty eight percent. So whoever you think is going to win this game is probably going to cover the spread. Um, that's a mm-hmm. pretty, that's a pretty high percentage of hit rate there. So um, right now I'm leaning with the Rams don't love four and a half, but I have a feeling that uh, I don't know, man, there just seems to be a lot of um, the way that the, the Rams seem to, to lock it up and, and play better against, you know, the San Francisco four nights, which is a really good defense. Um, we saw Cooper cup, just go to work, you know, even with the injury to Tyler Higby, you know, we saw blend still, still find some, some yards there. And even Cam Akers not having a great day because of their, you know, the the, the stout run defense by the, the Niners. They still he still averaged over four yards per carry on the ground. So this team is good. And um, I, I feel like this is going to be one of those. We're going to do it for Ar- for Arnold, uh, for Ar- uh, for <laughs> for Aaron Donald. Matt Stafford, OBJ, like I feel like they have a lot of just veterans on this team that really want to win. Whereas Joe Burrow, he's riding a crazy wave right now. Joe Cool is just way too freaking cool, man. Dude shows up wearing the flyest attire. Yeah. Jamar Chase, like these young boys are just happy to be here at this point. Where I think you'll see this this whole another level come out of, of of the veterans that really want this. So I'm leaning the Rams here, super square, obviously riding with the public and the sharps, but. Um, I don't really see a path where. I, who knows? Joe Burrow's freaking surprises all freaking yeah. postseason, but I gotta I gotta go with the Rams here initially.
0: Uh, I'm leaning towards the Rams. Also, I mean that four and a half looks tasty for the Bengals, but yeah, you're right. It Does the, the the team that wins the Super Bowl usually gonna cover the spread? Alternatively, if you like the Bengals, I think that taking an alternate line down to like Bengals minus two and a half, like plus two seventy five, yeah. something like that. That's better than playing this on the money line at plus 165. So if you like the Bengals, go ahead and do that. I, I think that I'm going to end up on the Rams. There's a lot of coverage. There's a lot of stuff I want to read, some numbers to crunch, some podcasts to listen to, some people to talk to before I make <laughs> yeah. that pick. Um, yeah. But, look, you have – I don't necessarily trust Sean McVay in this situation. We saw he gets tight as a play caller. It happened last he, week. He he's, almost he's,
1: blew it again with these freaking timeouts.
0: Yeah.
1: And the non challenges and the challenge, he was so he was a hot mess. He looked a little shook there.
0: Not a great look for him. And I think that we are confident at this point that he's a great uh, game planner. He's obviously a really good and talented head coach. He's great at calling plays. He's not elite at situational awareness within a game. Just the little those little things is what's going to cost you. It cost him against Belichick in the first Super Bowl that they played. Those little details are going to screw him. Fortunately for them, they're going up against a McVay disciple in Zach Taylor, (laughs) who himself has his own issues with game management, and he's the most predictable play caller in the NFL. First down, running. (laughs) So it's a a good thing with a young team. You you know what to expect. I think that the players know exactly what they're supposed to do, where they're supposed to line up in given situations. It, It has helped them. I do not think in the Super Bowl it is going to help them. I think that McVay, especially on the other side, is going to be able to know what his guy is going to do. He's probably going to be able to game plan what he's going to do pretty well. And I think that Raheem Morris and the defensive coordinator or the defensive coaches are going to have a really, really good plan against Joe Burrow and company. That defensive line, we know that they're going to get pressure. We know that Von Miller and Aaron Donald are going to be able to get home. They're going to be in Joe Burrow's face. And I think the difference between perhaps them and the Titans is. When you have Donald up the middle, that is going to make such a difference in terms of eliminating Joe uh, Burrow's running ability. Yeah, Because if you look at last week, all of his scrambles right through the middle and then outside. If you force him to go outside the pocket and throw on the run or to scramble from there, you are limiting a lot of those plays. So uh, I see a huge advantage for their defense. It's kind of why I lean the under that 48 and a half. Obviously, the Super Bowl, you hoping for a lot of points, but I sure like that under. And Cincinnati's defense um you know they've played really well in some halves they obviously got lucky that they got to play the Raiders and the Titans two not very dynamic offenses they got torched in the first half and then I mean you can say the adjustment was great that they put a a full QB spy on Mahomes and they dropped eight but Mahomes have been facing that all year he was just terrible so I'm not going to say that the Bengals defense is awesome I think the Rams are definitely going to be able to throw on them a bunch it's just a matter of can they get in the end zone? Is it and is McVay going to do what he did last week, which is nice. what we said, which was throw the fucking ball. He threw the ball. Matt Stafford had 340 passing yards or whatever last week, and they only put up 20 Back. points. Guess what they're going to do this week if they're smart or sorry at the Super Bowl. Matt Stafford should have so many passing yards in this game. I love the OBJ over 62 and a half right now. Love that one. And Matt Stafford over 278 passing yards. Uh, I think those are my two favorite props right now on the board as we talk on uh, Wednesday, 10 days before the Super Bowl. Obviously, next week, we're going to have a full podcast on all of our favorite props, so we'll talk about a lot more. But those were the two that have stood out. O- Odell's lines have been hilariously low. Yeah. Now they're going over. Uh, Market's finally starting to adjust a little bit, but I don't think fast enough. And Stafford, I just think, I mean, if is right and they read this defense correctly – they should be throwing the ball fifty times in this game and should easily hit uh, three hundred yards. So that's kind yeah, of my that was a,
1: There's only like an eight yard adjustment from last week for Odell Beckham, so that's a pretty small margin considering he had over hundred yards last week. And I was just looking uh, plus eight hundred, not not bad for him to have the most receiving yards in the Super Bowl. So um, if you're an OGB oh, OBJ stand man, this could be uh, could be a nice time to uh, cash in a little bit here.
0: Yeah, my, my problem with that one, a little bit. I mean, I think it's it's decent odds. Plus 800, you're getting good value there. But you're going up against Cooper Cup and Jamar. Yeah. I I also bet the Jamar over 80 and a half uh, receiving yards. I kind of did that because I thought that the public would bet this way up and I would find a middle somewhere between like 80 and 90. Uh, okay. And maybe able to hit that. But, th- I mean, those two guys are just so freaking special. Uh, it's going to be hard to put up. Yeah. Odell's probably gonna have to go for a buck 20 in this game in order to win that bet, which isn't impossible, but, uh, yeah, definitely something to think about. Um, any props or anything stand out to you based on your early analysis of the game?
1: Yeah, man, the, uh, I was actually looking at OBJ props as well. Um, I think that that's a great call. Um, I'll probably try to fade some backups. So I see Sony Michelle, um, his, his rushing prop right now is an early line of 20 and a half. Um, I think cam makers will probably get a bulk of the carries there so uh we did see a lot of sony michelle but i think that that was because you know you're going up against a really good uh san francisco defense at that point so um that got
0: banged up anger acres got did. banged up a little bit in that game
1: right 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 um so i'll, I'll be looking at some backup unders you know maybe we'll get a scroniac uh prop that comes out there for like eight or nine yards or something yep. like that he only got like one target and he dropped it she should have caught that ball right like that was yeah. a pretty good – that was a damn good ball by Stafford. You know who um, else would really
0: have caught the ball? The San Francisco defensive back.
1: The <laughs> That
0: was terrible. Yeah,
1: Tark tar could have ended that game or at least made it a lot more interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that was a brutal one for what sure. Do we think, brutal one.
0: What do we think about the tight end situation for both teams? So both Tyler Higby and C.J. Uzoma left their games. Looked like they're both questionable for the Super Bowl. I don't know right. how in the hell Uzoma is going to play.
1: No, uh, his, no. His look- he, I mean, the fa- dude had his clothes on, you know, by the third quarter. So, yeah, he's not playing, man. Like, if he does, he's going to be highly limited. I'm expecting to see a lot more Drew Sample out there.
0: So, maybe those are some that you want to target early. If you think that Uzoma is not really going to play, if they list that, I assume they're not going to list it. But when they do, uh, right. maybe hit an under on there. Uh, back up for uh, the Rams tight end, but I always forget his name. But to- Blanton? two Blanton. weeks in a row, mm-hmm. two weeks in a row. I mean, he caught a touchdown caught the first touchdown of the game against the Buccaneers. And then this week right. he was a stud. Um, I think heavily Higley's... utilized,
1: man. They used him in the screen game. Like he was, and he was getting a lot of yak yards there. So, you know, um, I, I think he could be like a nice little sleeper play. If they put his, his uh, tight end line at like, you know, 24, 23, something like that. I could see it being pretty modest, just being that he doesn't have a huge sample size. So, yeah, I think that uh, targeting those guys that haven't had a lot of opportunities could actually be pretty sneaky there
0: the so it looks like Higby's more likely to play than Uzoma is. but if we if we think back to previous years, McVeigh has utilized two tight ends when he had Gerald Everett and Higby. All right, this Facts. is not an uncommon Facts. situation for him. So given the way that Blanton played the last two weeks, I wouldn't be surprised that they split care or split um time more than you would think. Uh, the one thing for going for Higby is, They've used him a lot as a blocker um, given their personnel system because Robert Woods is, and then they need kind of this other receiver blocking role. Higby's right. kind of filled that. I don't know if Blanton's going to be able to, I'm going to have to do. That's like one of the things that I want to look into more is how they're utilizing Blanton in terms of the running game. Uh, Cause if he's exclusively used as a passer, I I'm more tempted to use the over. If they're actually going to split time, uh, he might be used more as a pa- or a run blocker. Mm. Right maybe I'm a little bit more hesitant in that situation.
1: Yeah, it's a great point because uh it seemed like they were heavily utilizing him in the past game uh versus the run. So, you know, if he's going to be flanking out a little bit more, running more routes, you know that that could be an angle to certainly target him um being that Higby may not be anywhere close to 100% here. Uh
0: all right, why don't we close with this? We're going to do we'll probably be do a show Friday. We're definitely going to do a show next Tuesday or Wednesday with all of our props next either thursday or friday we're gonna do a show for our official picks best bets for super bowl 56 that'll be a great one can't wait for that but right now what is your favorite super bowl completely degenerate bet it doesn't make any sense at all just you want to throw some stupid money on something i gotta know what it is
1: hmm i did last year i did how long the national anthem would be yeah um I think I took the under of three minutes or something like that. Um, I would also probably do one. There's probably going to be a halftime one that's going to show up. Um, first song? How, yeah. How first many songs, how many songs going. are first songs? Yeah, those are always good ones. And especially with the lineup that we have this year, That, that that's going to be really interesting for – who, because who's the actual headliner? Like, it's is it Dr. Dre, Dre that's the headliner? Yeah, Dre. So someone's going to have to do an opening. So, like, who's going to go out first? Is it Mary? Is it Eminem? Is it Kendrick? You know what I'm saying? So Snoop Dogg? Plenty of options there. So yeah, I'll probably definitely be throwing some money on that. Cause there's a lot of songs there that they could choose from, but you know, they got to pull from the ones that are the more popular ones. And obviously the ones that resonate for the LA fans and whatnot. So yeah, that's going to, that's definitely going to be a cool prop bet to have.
0: I'm going to have so much on halftime. I'm going to love it. The, the thing about the <laughs> halftime bets is sometimes you get a little sneaky tidbit out there on Twitter and you can actually know some like good stuff going in.
1: It's true. That's I, like true. I
0: like that. Coming right. In. Uh my Degenerate bet this year, I can already tell. I'm obviously going to do this coin toss because I always do the coin toss because I'm an idiot. Yeah, and then The other one I'm going to do for sure is final score even or odd. I don't know what I'm going to do. I have to pick it five minutes before the game. <laughs> I will have a couple, maybe some Jack Daniels, maybe some Red Bull Vodka's in me. I don't know what's going to hit me in the morning. But I'm going to be a one eye open in my phone like, even? Okay. Here's here's two hundred dollars on that because I have nothing better to do in <laughs> the Super Bowl. Can't wait for that. We'll do we'll do look like at Dgen best bets. Uh, hundred percent need to do also.
1: a D a, 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 We definitely got to do some exotics in here for sure.
0: I can't wait. All right. Uh, so that's it for episode fifty three of Gambling with Gold. We'll be back likely Friday, if not next Tuesday or Wednesday, with our prop special. Uh, remember Tom Brady retirement uh party Twitter Spaces eleven thirty a.m. Pacific on Friday. We are also giving away Justin Herbert, Debo Samuel for our seven saves contest this week. That's all I got. I'm out. I'm going to go play some degenerate bets. Dan, as always, it's been a pleasure. Talk to you soon.